Hello, and welcome to Here For You, a daily podcast to help you get through the global pandemic without going completely bananas. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir, and today is Wednesday, May 6th. So as you know, we're here for you to offer comfort and support during this scary and uncertain time. And we also want to hear from you. You can email us at kateanddory at gmail.com or call us at 781-591-0390. Let us know how you're feeling, what you're up to, if you have any questions for us, stuff you want us to cover, ideas for distractions. Look, we want to hear it all. We want to hear it all. But first, I want to hear, Kate, what you've been up to. You want to hear from me on here <laughs> for you? Uh, yeah. Uh, what have I been up to? Mm, I don't know. What have <laughs> I been up to, Dory? What have I been up to? You what know, haven't you been up to? Apparently, oh, I am hitting a little bit of a wall in general. Honestly, okay, okay. Um, you know. I, I guess I'm kind of hitting, it's not necessarily the Groundhog Day feeling of things. You know, like yesterday I did a lot of like having to navigate fights between my two kids and not wanting to be in the middle of the fights between the two kids. Yeah. And and trying to make them handle their own fights, but it's still getting like, it just was like, oh my God. I don't like I'm so glad they have each other but like it's also really hard when the only person you've hung out with who's your age is your sibling for the past two months you know what I mean like totally you know they have they are have digital access to their friends which is amazing but like they get on each other's nerves and it's just like some days I'm like please I can't I can't manage your quarreling again so I'm a little bit you know like I'm just a little bit like, yeah, I don't know, a little out of it. I'm sick of sick of food that we're eating. Yeah, I'm glad we have. I'm glad we have access to food, but I'm sick of all the meals that I normally prepare. Yeah. So if you have any suggestions about what I should cook for my family, listeners, please feed me with your <laughs> recipes. Please provide uh, me with feed what Kate. <laughs> feed me. Feed my family. Tell me what to cook for people. Two children and two adults. I mean, I, I just you know we're. I'm do gonna you have any? Another... Do you have any restrictions or things that are like no goes? I mean, I hate cel- I hate raw celery. So please, right. please, no, none of your raw celery dishes. It's not. It there's so no restrictions. It's just like, oh, that one doesn't like tomato sauce. Yeah, that one doesn't like cheese on a burrito. Right. And, and look, I have tried to make them open-minded eaters and you know they're just their kids developing their own palates very slowly so it's 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 just I'm just sick of it anyway I sound I'm really complainy and I don't want to be complainy because I I really want to focus on the things that like I'm so lucky to have but like I'm still just a little bit I'm a little bit complainy today Dory I guess that's my word of the day personally complainy hey that's okay and I'm sorry. To this sound. is a form for you to get it all out. Well, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to forget the fact that, like, my family is really fortunate, and like we, you know, like we're all healthy, we're yes. all safe. Yes, we're you know, like we're taken care of, and like we have a yard that we can go sit in. Like, I'm really grateful yes. for all the things we do have. But so I'm trying not to grump out too hard. 
Anyway, I feel like you are having the time of your life over there once your baby's in bed at your house. And I want to hear about what you've been up to. You've like- I have to. I have to admit, I feel like we've been pushing his bedtime earlier and earlier. Yeah, because you're like, I got to get to my adult shit. Yeah. Totally. I mean, to be fair, he has been really tired. He's just like running around. His brain's on overdrive. And so by the time it gets to like bed, t- like bath time, he is like done. Um, so it's not like we're putting him in bed and he's like screaming, like, get me out. <laughs> like he's falling asleep right away. Excuse me. I have to do my paint by numbers now. So yeah. So you're going to bed at four o'clock. Right. I, yeah. And when I say we're pushing it earlier, I mean, we're pushing it by like 10 minutes, but Anyway, I had what I would describe as a blissful evening last night. I did some paint by numbers and I turned on my old Bluetooth speaker and listened to some podcasts. You know, I've been trying to listen in my headphones and paint, but somehow listening on my speaker was more enjoyable. I'm sure an audiologist could explain why this is, but I just like really got into it I was in the zone (laughs) wow you sound like a real artist I am an artiste please address me as an artiste from now on (laughs) painter Dory Shafrir (laughs) um I listened to a couple episodes of rabbit hole which is the new podcast about the internet from the New York Times it's very interesting and very scary about how easily people can be radicalized by the algorithm Oh, no. That's fascinating. It's fascinating. Does Um, it correlate to, by radicalization, are they they correlating it to what's going on with like COVID-19 protesters or is it? No, no, no. This is is all stuff that started, like they they profile one guy who, and they got his YouTube history starting in 2015. And he's part of the podcast. It's not like they're like, you know, just focusing on him and not talking to him um not to give too much away but it just it focuses on how he got basically like super alt-right because of the youtube algorithm and the things that they were recommending to him um boy and then other things happen. I don't want to reveal too much because I, I feel like people should just listen. It's very interesting. It sounds, re- sounds really interesting. Very interesting. And then I listened to about half an episode because her episodes are really long, but I listened to half an episode of Be There in Five, which you and I have discussed before. Um, we love this podcast. It is truly such a joy to listen to. So I love soothing. Kate Kennedy. She is so soothing. She's so smart. She's so funny. She's one of the few podcasters who can just talk by herself and it's really interesting like she doesn't need a co-host I need a (laughs) co-host same I marvel at every episode she does by herself she's so brilliant she's so brilliant um so it's very relaxing and I had to like tear myself away and go to sleep like I didn't want to stop you were just painting and podcasting I was just painting and potting Living my best life. Look at you. It was great. Um, I have since ordered two more paint by numbers kits. (laughs) Oh my God. Kate, maybe you found, I think, I think I've found my hobby and it is paint by numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. 
I know. I posted a photo on my Instagram story. By the time you all listen to this, it will probably be gone. But maybe I'll post a new one tonight um, of my progress. And a few people responded. We're like, oh, this is cool. It's like cool to see it. Like they they couldn't really visualize what I was talking about. But now they can. (laughs) I, I, I... I think this is great. I mean, I also think why it's interesting for you as a hobby is because it it works with a different medium than you're used to. Like you're so cerebral, you're yes. a writer, you're mm-hmm. podcasting. You don't normally sit and use your hands in this mm-hmm. way, right? Like that's mm-hmm. not your go-to relaxation. No, but you know, it is somewhat similar to puzzling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I see a lot of parallels, but there is, I'm finding this more satisfying in a way. Don't get me wrong. I will go back to puzzling. And I actually recently acquired a new puzzle that I'm eager to start. But not before I finish this paint by numbers canvas. I mean, this is really just taking top priority here. (laughs) I'm happy for you. I really thank you. Thank you so much. It's kind of an antidote to the fact that I wake up every morning and immediately read the news on my iPad. And I think I need to just I need to stop doing that because it is so depressing yeah. And it kind of puts me in a little bit of a funk to like start my day. Which For I'm sure I which get I'm that. snapping out of through my morning exercise and my shower, <laughs> as discussed. Um, but I don't think that that is I'm now realizing that it's probably not the best way to start my day. So how we've talked we've mentioned this before and we've talked about this vis-a-vis the daily, but I just am really curious how people are managing their news intake still you know it's it's really tricky because you want to be informed and engaged but the onslaught of news can feel very overwhelming and terrifying you know and so it's like how do you mitigate that it's it's really and I think especially for me as someone who like used to be a journalist and was used to kind of being really up on the news and knowing everything that was going on. It's weird to just totally switch that off. But I think for my own mental sanity, I need to figure something else out. What What is your news intake? Like, do you go to the New York Times, Washington Post, LA Times? So what do you do? I usually go to the New York Times and the LA Times. Those are the... And I like do a thorough reading of each. And then I usually, I have to admit, I check the headlines on the New York Post, even though it is kind of a trash publication. I check the headlines there. Full disclosure. No Um, no no shame, Dory. And then if I'm feeling really like I need a fix, I I check the Daily Mail. Oh, wow. I really okay. hate oh, I hate I hate going down that rabbit hole. So that's a very rare thing that happens. But I, I want to be honest with all of our listeners. Um, and I subscribe to the New York Times and the LA Times digital digital subscriptions. Um, and I had a Washington Post subscription, but it seems to have expired. So I think I need to renew it. Um, but yeah, th- that that's that's what I look at. And like, I mean, the news, it's just, it's just grim. It's just really grim. So it is. (sighs) I don't know. And and it's because this is 
we're learning so much about COVID-19, like date, not we, but like the experts too, and doctors and healthcare professionals, it feels like there's a new headline every day that Mm -hmm. is new information. I mean, there was one today about children developing some sort of like inflammatory thing when they have COVID-19 that was Mm -hmm. new information that I was like, oh my God, you know, so yeah, this is tricky. I would love, I would also love advice on this. So um, I'm sure our listeners are, are, have this figured out. Yes. All right. Speaking of listeners, let's hear from some. Yes, um, so this, you know, we've been talking a lot about doing art in the time of this pandemic and how it's been a stress reliever for so many, including myself. And someone wanted to share something about supporting um, arts organizations, which I thought was a good reminder. Hi, Kate and Dory. Thank you. Thanks for all you do for your listeners. I've listened to every episode of Forever 35, and I so appreciate having here for you as part of my daily stay-at-home routine. In fact, my favorite way to unwind right now is to puzzle and podcast. I mean, she gets it. (laughs) Wow, you're soulmate. We are soulmates. Um, I'm writing in response to all the talk about art classes and their therapeutic value. I work at a nonprofit art center in Maryland that features arts education, community programs, galleries, and performing arts. I'm thrilled to hear your listeners and you are finding comfort in art. Our organization has been turned upside down from this pandemic, and we are working from home, trying to essentially recreate an industry built around shared experiences and large public gatherings. It's been very hard, and some days I don't know how we will survive. It's especially hard for our teaching artists who are trying to pivot to teaching online. For some, it is not even a possibility due to the mediums they teach. That being said, several of them are going out of their comfort zone and teaching things like dance, watercolors, guitar, and musical theater on Zoom. I challenge your listeners, if they are financially able, to consider paying for a virtual class from their local art center instead of going for the free YouTube options. An investment in your local art center is an investment in your community and supports an ecosystem of arts and nonprofit professionals. It also allows that art center to serve your underprivileged neighbors. If you don't know where to start, see if your county slash region slash state has an arts council. They should have a list of resources available to you. Thanks for the pod and be well. I love this suggestion. Thank you, listener. Yeah. This is so helpful and such an important reminder. I mean, for me specifically, but also for everybody. But I I feel um, very privileged to receive such a suggestion. Yeah. D- does your town have a an arts council? Do you know? We do have an arts council. And actually, I just got a... Um, we have like a local... We have a lot of really great local um, kind of... Uh, I don't know if they're non-profit. They might be for-profit... Um, arts kind of schools or communities. So I have looked into some stuff for myself and my kids. So I will make a point of doing a little bit more research in this area to make sure we're making a a choice that really supports our community. I thought this was really, really helpful. My sister-in-law works for an art school that is not a nonprofit, but I know they are offering art classes that look great for both kids and adults. It's called One River School. So... People can check that out too. All right. Um, We have a voicemail from a listener. Here we go. Kate, Dory. Hi, this is Alyssa from San Francisco. Again, I just got cut off on the last voicemail because I talked too much. Okay. I'm going to give you two quick tips. Um, This is for here for you. Um, Real quick. Okay. I'm going to try to keep it shorter. So first tip is um, a walk and plant tip. Um, my mom lives in Kentucky, and I live here in San Francisco. And my mom 
always sends me pictures um, on her walks of plants and flowers, et cetera, that are blooming at home in my hometown. And I never really, I appreciated it, but not, I think, um, as much as I have recently because I've been taking really long walks myself. And so my mom and I now sort of exchange pictures on our walks of blooming flowers. Um, and I also rediscovered this app called Plant Snap that allows you to identify plants which is sort of fun because I know nothing about plants. And so we're sort of learning about plants and just exchanging pictures on our walks. Um, second tip is a birthday tip um, for folks that may want to do something special for, for someone celebrating their birthday. So my boyfriend uh, just turned 35, and he wasn't able to celebrate in the normal way. So I um, made this birthday tribute uh, on this website called it's, it's actually just called tribute.co, uh, I believe. And it was an easy way to essentially get, like, wishes from friends and family. And it's just nice because I think we're all sort of tired of – not tired, but, you know, the Zooms kind of can be quite a bit. Um, and I know I knew he didn't want to do, like, a 100-person Zoom call for his birthday. And so it was a really cool way to make him feel special and loved and appreciated – on his birthday and to see all the faces and hear all the voices of his, um, of his family and friends. And so, yeah, I asked two questions. I did the question of, um, asking about a favorite memory. And then I asked people to answer the question, what do you most appreciate about him? And, um, you know, he's not a words of affirmation guy, but he really loved the present. And so I just wanted to, um, share that because it was a, really uh, special gift to like watch it together and he'll have that forever. Um, anyways, I hope you both are taking care, enjoying the pool, Kate, and um, taking it easy. All right. Bye guys. Oh, so nice. That's and a cool suggestions. idea. Yeah. Both of them are very cool ideas. Thank you. You know, uh, my birthday is in July and if we are still in this, uh, shelter in place situation i'm going to expect a pretty big tribute well guess whose birthday is next weekend i know uh <laughs> yours where's my tribute would you like a tribute no i wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you so much yeah for that those are, you know i still just want to say like i also I've been, my dad's in New Hampshire and you know, I'm in California and I've been like craving pictures of spring on the East coast. Like it's fun oh. to see what's happening in other places, I think, because we're, I don't know why I'm craving that more than ever, but I, I like that suggestion a lot. Just I do to too. That. All right. Um, Kate, would you like to read this next email? Yes, please. I just wanted to anonymously share a professional accomplishment with you that I've experienced during the pandemic that I don't feel like I'm able to celebrate. I am the finance manager and only female employee in a home services company. Before the COVID-19, we had uh, about 30 employees. And even though the services we provide are deemed essential, plumbing, electrical, heating, and air conditioning, we were still forced to lay off a third of our staff in March. This decision hit me very hard since we are such a small company and many of our employees are the sole income earners for their families. Even before our layoffs, I began applying for every small business grant and loan I could find online. I spoke with multiple bankers, small business association representatives, and local chamber of commerce members. I worked for two and a half weeks straight on three to four hours of sleep per night. 
We received a few grants and were able to hire back a couple of our employees. But today, we closed on a six-figure federal loan that will allow us to hire back our entire staff and ensure their employment through the end of the year. In talking with other small business businesses and bankers, I know that we are one of the few small businesses that is receiving funding. At our closing today, our banker told me, that we were the first applicant across all their branches to get our loan application in, and that it was our quick action that guaranteed our funding. This, by far, is one of the proudest moments of my career, but so bittersweet due due to the circumstances. At a time when so many of my friends and family are facing financial hardship due to layoffs and reduced hours, I don't feel it's right to be able to share this success with them. While it is an accomplishment that has secured my place in the company and can always be used to build my resume, it still feels like an empty success. I want to be proud of myself, but that feels selfish and opportunistic when I know so many people are struggling. I don't know why I decided to write in to tell you this, but I think it's just because I wanted to tell someone and you guys feel like my friends. Oh my gosh. Uh, And then they write, so thank you for being a part of my greatest professional success and for helping to save a small business. Oh, come on. Hey, listener. Congratulations. Yeah. We celebrate you big time. Big time. Big, big time. And it's really um, a compliment to us that you would share this with us. So Yeah. It, and I, I totally can understand how hard it might be right now to celebrate um, accomplishments in such a, uh, a challenging time for so many, but... We're really but proud of you. You, you save you saved the company and you gave people their jobs back. That is that is huge. Yeah, it is huge. Huge, huge, huge. You did that's so amazing. It's so amazing. And it was like due to your quick thinking and doing yeah. it all in like three hours of sleep and getting it done so fast that yeah. you were able to secure this funding. Oh, amazing. All right. Okay. Um Yesterday, we heard from a listener who was having some issues with her neighbors um, not social distancing. So we got a voicemail um, from someone who had some suggestions. Hi, Kate and Dory. This is Lee from New York. I wanted to call to offer a different perspective or maybe some tips for the um, listener who moved to a new neighborhood and felt that her neighbors weren't social distancing and were, um, she was feeling a little left out, like she wanted to get to know them. I was thinking about it. And I think I would suggest that she find a way that she can interact with them in a way that she feels safe. So um, I feel like at this time, no one, you know, everyone's, doing what makes them feel comfortable, but no one's really judging or um, or getting angry or passing judgment on people that are taking the restrictions um, more seriously. So I would suggest maybe she put on gloves and a mask and introduce herself and walk out and maybe, um, I don't know, do something. Maybe if she wants to bake, bring them a treat or bring them a coloring image, bring them something that they could do um, and find a way to, to be involved a little bit more in a way that feels safe for her. Okay, that's it. Thank you. Love that. Great idea. Great idea. Thank you so much. 
All right, um, Kate, the word of the day is cope. Ugh. I'm trying. I know, me too. We're all just trying to cope whatever way we can. So we see you. We see you coping. Whew. Yeah. Um, and our activity of the day is to check out the artist Jamie Beck's isolation creation on Instagram. Um, every day she is doing like a, a piece, she's creating a piece of art um, and posting it on her Instagram and you can buy her creations um, as posters, which is cool. And a portion of the proceeds go to the contemporary arts COVID-19 relief fund. Um, and they're beautiful. They are beautiful. We've we've been recommended her Instagram a lot. I feel like a lot of people are following along. And yeah, as you and I noted in our private discussion, we used to, we used to follow her back in our Tumblr days. Yeah, and now she lives in France. Now she now she lives a very fun life in France. It looks like, although not fun right now, but a lovely French life. Let's just lovely say. French life. Yes, but her work is just beautiful. So definitely yeah. check it out. All right. Well, Kate, it has been a pleasure as always to chat with you. I can't wait to see the progress of your paint by numbers. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, all right, everyone. <clears throat> we are here for you and we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.